0: So how do you start? I was fun. like
1: listening to so many podcasts and I tried to decide how to start a podcast, <laughs> and everyone would do it differently. Like I love how Yes always start with a Yeah.
2: Megan's interview listening to this podcast. Oh my god.
1: Mine! She's this to the podcast, but also now she knows that I did everything for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I should probably introduce the podcast. To- go from here. Low key, this pod is about my own journey through this crazy thing I call my life. And sometimes it gets hard. So I'm lucky enough to humbly brag about the amazing people that I've met so far and who've gotten me through it all. And I get to thank them for sticking around. Today for the first episode of this podcast is Kaylee. She has been like my savior through so many different relationships questions, like
0: <laughs> crying <laughs>
1: moments. We have been talking about Taylor Swift lately, so all the feels shout out to Taylor Swift for getting <laughs> <out of> COVID. <laughs> uh so I wanted to get her on the podcast, um, so she can share some insight because she has gotten me through a lot lately. And I think that Kaylee would <laughs> Kaylee's holding her hand to her chest just for the right. Oh, it's very Touch. <laughs> Um, because I think that she could answer a lot of questions and, you know, give some good insight where I can't do it myself. Um, so, Kaylee, how's it going? Uh, it's, it's going okay.
0: It's better than it has been. Uh,
2: you know, there's a bit of a rough patch for the last <laughs>
0: what. Three
2: weeks, maybe a month. Um, but I'm glad to say that I'm putting in the effort and things are looking up.
1: Yay! Yeah. That's all we could ask for.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean.
1: So I thought, because you are my relationship guru, um, that I pulled up some questions from mm-hmm. the let's talk 30 podcast let's yeah let's talk 30 podcast okay. um about some questions that guys have that they would like to ask girls and i thought that maybe we could answer <laughs> some of those questions
2: that'll yeah. be interesting
0: okay
1: um so the first question is what's a pickup line that has worked on you
2: <laughs> oh i'd really have to think about that i mean it, with my relationship stemming off of tinder
0: <laughs> right right mine's off. <laughs> like i've heard all of them
2: <laughs> honestly i i can't recall a specific one but i feel like one that would work is like if it made me laugh yeah which i like i know that's super vague because it's like you know it, you could go up to someone and say something repulsive and they may find that hilarious other people are going to be like, you're disgusting, get away from me. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, like, I feel like something funny, or, like, something that makes me think, like, okay, there was one guy I remember on Tinder, and he sent me, the first message he sent was, like, B6, and, like, that's all, that was it, that was the message, and I'm, like, I don't know, it's, like, hello, (laughs) what I don't understand, he's, like, oh, well, like, I'm just entering, like, the code, because like you're a snack, like a vending machine code. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? But like, I talked to him. I mean, I don't think it went anywhere. But like, you know, it led to a conversation at least. Yeah,
1: I mean, that would definitely catch my attention. I'd be like, I don't understand.
2: Yeah, like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> what <do you laughs> mean? That
1: a, That's that the typo? pretty clever.
0: Yeah,
1: I appreciate that one. I'm trying to think the one that they have. On their website, um, the best one that worked on them apparently was, "Can you recommend a restaurant I can take you to on a date?" Oh,
0: I'm Ooh.
1: like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That I'd is, have a lot that to is say. good.
2: I'd I would really appreciate the confidence. Yeah, it's do. not like a cheesy like, let's go out. It's a hey, I have your attention, but also can we go on a date? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I like
1: that. Is there any pickup lines that you remember that were the worst
0: ones? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> now you're thinking of the worst ones. The first one that
2: comes to mind i I mean, I don't know if it's a pickup up like would you consider like just a cheesy line like a pickup line?
0: Uh... like it was
2: a compliment he oh. all, he he was like <laughs> it's like you're so hot when you eat bread you must shit toast it's <laughs> <What? laughs> <I was> like <laughs> oh. <laughs> first of all do you understand how digestion works
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
2: i mean it was funny but i'm like i know we're not this isn't a thing is that going that, <laughs> no that's that's the only one that comes to mind just because it was like too corny so it was you know bad in that way yeah i really i can't think of any specifically though that were just like oh you're gross
1: like forever going to stand out in your mind
2: (laughs) yeah although i don't know if you follow this account on i know she has an instagram account but she's also on twitter um it's uh her account is she rates dogs
1: no i haven't heard of her
2: oh my goodness okay so (laughs) people basically send in like these anonymous um uh like submissions and their screenshots of like bad conversations on like well just like from with a guy in general so like they could be from tinder bumble or instagram DMs, snapchat like a text message and it's literally her account is just her posting all these, like, shitty things that guys say to girls. That sounds insane. Yeah, I mean, some of them are really disgusting, but...
1: <laughs> I mean, you can leave it yeah. to dudes being gross most yeah. of the time.
0: M- yeah, most <laughs> of the time.
1: I remember, I, I can't think of, I honestly can't think of a good pick a I don't think I've ever been given a good pick line. But I remember there was one guy on Hinge. Um, I think part of my profile was I really like puns. So he mm. spent the next like few minutes talking to himself, not even letting me answer, <laughs> trying to think of a good pun for my name.
2: Oh my god!
1: And you know that the normal ones would be like ding dong or along the lines of anything that makes a sound, like a bell. Yeah. And I was just like. You're talking to yourself. (laughs) You do do realize that. And then he was kind of like, well, did you like any of them? I'm like, you know what? You made a great effort (laughs) to try to think of one. (laughs) I was hoping that you could think of cool ones. Oh my god. Um, okay, so the next question is that do girls honestly
0: like nice guys? I really don't know how to
2: answer that question. I'm going to say truly and honestly, yes, deep down all girls want a guy who's going to be nice to them. Like no one, no one wants that like misogynistic, like douchebag, Uh Uh but. You know what? Okay. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I think. When it comes to, like, a guy being so nice that, like, he's trying too hard, that's when things are, like, okay, like, you're too nice yeah. kind of a thing. Like, for example, um, my boyfriend's roommate is in love with this girl who has zero interest in him, but sort of leads him on a bit just because, you know, she's benefiting from their relationship. Um, but he is trying so hard. Like, he will buy her groceries, he will get her, like, flowers weekly, which, like, also, like, bless your heart, like, that's so sweet. But, like, he'll, yeah, he'll buy her groceries, he'll buy her drugs, he'll buy her alcohol, he'll, like, do all this stuff, or he'll buy her packages, like, online, and, like, have them shipped to the house. And she never pays him back for any of this. Like, this is all, like, him trying to, like, be nice to her. But like one of her reasons for like not being interested in him is he's too nice.
0: Yeah.
2: Like he's too clingy. Like he's he's just he's too much.
0: Yeah.
2: I just like everyone. I don't know. I think that's when it it gets a little iffy because it's like no one wants a no one wants an asshole. Yeah. All girls will want a nice guy. Yeah. But we want a nice guy who can like shoot the shit, yeah. like. I don't want you to be, like, you know, thinking the sun shines out of my ass, like, 24-7. Yes. Like, yeah. correct me when I'm wrong. Talk shit about me when, like, you know, the moment's appropriate. Like, you don't have to be a kiss-ass the entire
1: time. Yeah. But
2: nice, yes, nice. Yeah.
1: Like, the bare minimum of, you know, just common <laughs> courtesy. Like, we're really not asking for too much at this point. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, not an asshole. But it, it's funny because it sounds like the thing that most guys don't understand is that when it's too easy, because that's just like you said, right, like no one clingy and this guy's clearly trying way too hard. He's so nice. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. too nice
0: to someone yeah. who doesn't
1: deserve it. Yeah. Um, and she won't return the feeling because it's not much of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, at that point, do you think that's why nice guys complain about, like, girls never like nice guys? Because when we're nice, they don't think it's, like, it's it's not an
0: effort on their end. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, I think the whole, like, oh, nice guys finished last is only because like they're behaving in that way like they're trying so hard but the girl shows no interest and they're just like trying and trying and trying and like doing all these things they think will get you know this attention but like at what point do you give up like can you not just accept like a friendship like yeah you know like don't don't be trying so hard you got to know when to cut your loss yeah like if like the girls not reciprocating and they just get annoyed cuz they get nowhere and it's like oh well like nice guys just finish last. Well no, you you just aren't crossing the finish line. Yeah. It's not nice guys,
0: it's you. It's just you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same idea when guys are just like, you know, I want a confident girl. I want a girl who can stand up to me and you know, stand her ground when she thinks something's wrong. It's the same with mm-hmm. dudes. If you treat us like we're princesses and like queens of your entire world it's it becomes boring you know and and we know we can get away with stuff and you don't want that in a relationship you don't want a girl thinking i can do whatever it is i want to do because Mm -hmm. this guy adores me
0: yeah
1: so it's the same it's the same thing that guys want that we want and girl like that we want it's just you know, it looks bad, I guess, because we see it as more or less a challenge. And guys are just like, yeah. we just want confident girls. We also want confident guys.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's a big part of it, too. It's like, you're like, none of these guys who are like, oh, like, she hates me. Like, I'm such a nice guy, but she doesn't. Well, like, are, do, or, like, do you have the balls to go up and be like, hey, I like you. This is why I'm doing these things. Do I have a shot? Like, are you being... Confident and like approaching the situation like that, or are you just doing a bunch of favors in hopes that she'll be like, "Oh my God, yes, I'm like I'm so into you because you buy my groceries." Like, yeah.
0: no, <laughs> it's it's confidence. It's all yeah. confidence.
1: Yeah. See, nice guys can be confident, and then we will mm-hmm. pay attention to you. You
0: know,
1: yeah. assholes are too confident, um, which is <laughs> probably why we pay attention to them first, and then. It bites us in the butt. So, yeah. Shout out to all the nice guys who are confident. We will pay attention. Me and Kaylee won't, but every other girl will. <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: <laughs>
1: um. So, the third question is: arms
0: or abs, Kaylee? Ooh. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go with arms. I, I like a cuddle bug.
1: Yeah, me too. And they yep. just feel more protective. Yeah. Like physically protective. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And then you get to touch them a lot. It's <laughs> <of> the <laughs> like it's just really weird when you're constantly caressing your boyfriend's abs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And like this, it probably
2: speaks more to my body image than anything, but if I'm dating someone who has like an eight pack, and I do not. My shirt is not coming off around you. You are preaching to the choir. (laughs) They're both staying on or only yours is coming off. Like, I can't compare myself to you. We're not doing that. (laughs) But nice arms. You can have bigger biceps than me all you want. I don't care. That's nice. Just hug me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If we had bigger biceps than our boyfriends, I think I would be a little turned off just cuz now I'm like I look a lot stronger than you which is cool girls can absolutely be stronger than yeah. me. Um, but I don't have that preference
2: no yeah it's all preference I, I prefer my guy to be bigger than me
1: yes
2: otherwise i feel like i like i've always thought that i was like gigantic like not like no like fat or anything but like i'm the tallest girl in my family and oh, okay. i know i'm not super tall but like compared to pretty much every other girl I've met, I am like a giant <laughs> to these people. So if I don't have a guy who's like bigger width-wise and height-wise, I just feel like I'm more monstrous than like you know I normally do day to day. Right. In my mind, I'm like I'm a tall girl. I'm so tall. I'm five <laughs> foot five. Yeah, <laughs> That's <laughs> average. <laughs> but no, I get that. Yeah. So you wouldn't date
0: anyone under five foot five.
2: I have. And it's it's not a huge issue, but like I feel like if it's like he's shorter and then he's also like a twig.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm like, oh no, I will suffocate you. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Like no.
1: I might break you when we hug.
2: Yeah, literally. (laughs) Like don't I I can't be the little spoon, like you're designated little spoon. I can't do this.
0: (laughs) Oh god.
1: Um Okay, so why do women go to the bathroom together? And does anything noteworthy happen in those meetings?
0: In those meetings? (laughs) (laughs) Um I really don't know if I have an answer for that. I
2: I usually just go like if it's like a group of of like friends and like boyfriends and stuff and it's like, you know, the one other girl or, like, the two other girls are going to the bathroom, like, okay, I'll come too, so we can, you know, gossip, and I don't want to be, like, the odd one out here at this table, but, or, like, at a bar, if you're drunk, that's just standard. You just, you go to the bathroom with your friends, and then you make best friends with strangers in the bathroom, but I, I really don't know why we do it. Like, is it just, like, a subconscious thing? I don't know.
1: I feel like, See, it's funny i I'm more like you where I just go if I need to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if they invite me, then I go. Mm-hmm. Um, so i don't I don't know i w- I wish I could talk for the girls who consciously think every time I get up and go to the bathroom, I have to bring someone with. Me. Yeah, um, I never really saw the benefit of it because now you have to wait for each other, <laughs> you know, and then if like you don't really know each other, it's always this awkward, like, so how's the weather? yeah Or like how's the table on your side doing versus the table on my side <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god i don't know i don't get it i i was friends with a girl who was one of those come to the bathroom with me kind of people Oh okay it, like even to the point where it would be like a house party at her house and she, she's like piss drunk and she's like i have to go to the bathroom come to the bathroom with me and we're both in her powder room <laughs> why i don't know i like there's no meaningful conversation going on. she just wanted a friend to come with her to go to the back like i cool i don't know but i'm just that like yeah okay
1: you know yeah whatever. yeah cool. i think we just kind of unconsciously agree to it like it's almost like a a habit the yes yeah. just comes out mm-hmm. sure yeah we'll come and then do nothing and then we come back and then separate like it's this weird yeah thing procession yeah (laughs) oh I wish that answer was more exciting
0: but like I mean anything important happen in those meetings I think it depends
2: yeah if you're like the drunk girl in the bathroom who's like making a friend it's not important but like I've been like included in so many group pictures from (laughs) going to the bathroom at like bars or clubs or whatever but I mean otherwise it's just like the place to gossip, I guess, right?
1: Like Yeah, it's true. Or like the time when you start complaining about like which guys are trying to dance up on you and then you guys oh, have to yes. think of a signal. It's usually where that happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we have like we have our secrets, but nothing juicy
1: comes out of mm-hmm. us.
0: I wish it was juicy. I wish, yeah. I wish I knew why. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I wonder if guys, I don't think guys do that. They're like, yo bro, let's yeah. go to the bathroom together.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like, oh, I know
2: when the like trailer for like that seventy show on Netflix is like, I think from like episode one where they first meet Fez and, like, Jackie's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And then she stands there staring at Donna. Oh, and yeah. Like, Donna, let's go. And then Fez is like, Eric, I have to go to the bathroom. And Eric's like, no, 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 we don't do that. That's not, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I guess it would be kind of awkward. They already have, like, this weird thing about standing beside each other when they go. To
0: the yeah. Airport, right? They're like, if there's a
1: space, they're like, you need to take the space. Yeah. So I can't imagine having a conversation as a dude being comfortable.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it probably depends on the, the guy. I'm sure there's some who are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll leaners out, but like, what's going on? How about them cowboys? Like.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um...
1: Oh, oh, I do have a question now that I've the bathroom thing came up. So why do you think that, you know when we get ready,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I'm sure, I mean I do this to Chris all the time, we're getting ready and he's waiting, and I yell, five more minutes or like two more minutes, and it probably will take the next half hour for me to finish Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Why Mm -hmm. do you think we do that?
0: Hmm, maybe guilt? You think so? I know. I always try to undershoot if I'm like
2: if I'm getting ready and I know people are going to be waiting for me I'm like okay it'll take me 10 minutes tops 10 minutes it's not going to take me 10 minutes but that's like a hopeful guess I'm like this is my goal but like I'm 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 telling you (laughs) it's going to be 10 minutes (laughs) but that's
0: more of like a suggestion I feel like I'm busy. Is that your dad? My mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's, she's like, "Who's Kaylee talking to?" She she's loses she's her like, mind. "I got those chickpea snacks." <laughs> <laughs> I love chickpeas. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, Kaylee's mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think for me personally, it's just like that's a suggestion and i want to keep you updated so if i say two minutes and then it takes a half an hour and you haven't checked in again that's your fault yeah no I...
0: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> no I, I i agree with the guilt thing i think i i'm like i'm compelled to give a time frame of how long mm-hmm. i'm going to take even if it's a lie yeah um but I also think maybe, you know, I would appreciate, shout out to all the guys out there. If you want us to get ready for something, tell us the day before, you know? Yes. And then tell us what time we're going. Because mm-hmm. we appreciate when you plan something. That is amazing. Dudes usually don't do that. Oh, never. And then on top of that, you will have us getting ready two hours before when you said we need to go. Because yep. so when we go, we're all good to go.
0: Exactly. Right? That's, that is how you do it. Yeah. It
2: got to the point once, to, well, to preface, I live in a household of, of four women, so my poor dad. <laughs> but um, it got to the point where he would have to say, we're leaving at 2 o'clock. We're already by the, probably like 2.15, 2.20. And we leave the house, but it's like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have to be there till 4. You know, oh, we didn't have to leave till 3. So like he'll give us he'll give us the time, but he'll also adjust it because he knows that we're still gonna go over. Right. Just those
1: so <laughs> No. I think your dad I, is just being a smart man. You know? He's
2: he's cracked the code.
1: Yeah, he's learned the ways.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten much better with my time, but uh
1: <laughs> Really? What's your secret?
2: Um, I stopped caring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Literally, washing my hair is the bane of my existence. I live yes. for dry shampoo. Yep. um As for makeup, if I do any, it's probably just mascara.
0: Yeah. Maybe some br- concealer.
2: Yeah. If I have if I have time, I mean, shout <laughs> out to you for for uh, I I couldn't I hate doing my eyebrows. I need to do them. I hate doing. Them. <laughs> But yeah, probably just not, not caring. I think I I put more, uh, more of my effort into choosing a cute outfit, than yes. I do making my face cute. Cause I'm like whatever, and my hair always up in a bun, always.
1: Yeah, buns are <laughs> cute, you know. And plus, you don't need makeup, Kaylee.
0: <laughs> well, no. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> just all the compliments on the first episode. Oh, the
2: yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, I
1: can't say that Kaylee's single, guys, so don't. I'm not going to give any of her information at the end. Of the podcast. <laughs> 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 You're welcome, Michael. Um, <laughs> so, question number five is asking Do you feel a certain type of way when your significant other doesn't post you
0: on social media? Uh, I Sometimes. um, Michael does not post on
2: Instagram. Like, he just doesn't. I know he has in the past, because he's told me he deleted a lot of pictures, which I'm assuming had to do with previous relationships. Okay. But he literally goes on Instagram to send people funny posts. Like, he'll like things, but he never posts anything. Not to his story. Like, nothing to his time. Like, nothing. So... I mean, I've posted him multiple times, so, you know, I would like a shout out here or there, but I don't know, like, he's just not the type, which, like, I don't know, like, you know, show me off a little bit, but I did manage to get him to post his story for Valentine's Day. He posted a a cute picture of me.
0: (laughs) Because I told him to.
1: (laughs) okay Um, sometimes guys need direction they do
2: like you're not gonna post me it's still valentine's day everyone else is getting
1: a shout out
2: (laughs) I don't know I guess I I would say maybe sometimes I get jealous when I see like other boyfriends are like they'll comment on pictures even with like all these heart emojis and like Mm -hmm. they'll post their girlfriends with like a sappy caption and They'll like post into their story and like they'll share when they're together and like all this whatever and like Michael doesn't do that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I don't know. I guess I've come to terms with, but like sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish just once. <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, when you tell him to, at least he's this nice enough to be like, okay, fine.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll do that for you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Only I mean, on special is same, occasion.
1: He's a uh, doesn't really use social media. But yeah. I kind of weirdly appreciate that that's not how he functions. He's not, like, constantly, let's it, take a selfie.
0: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. I can appreciate keeping things private. Like, that's a, yeah. I mean, like, not not a secret, but, yes. you know, like, I saw, like, a tweet once, which I know has noth- it has nothing to do with pictures, but, like, the guy was basically saying, like, his mom told him, don't, don't tell me about like arguments or anything you have with your girlfriend. Like, don't tell me because then my perception of her changes and I'm not going to forgive and I'm not going to forget. You yeah. could be good, but I'm not going to. Yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> like if you're one of those people putting your relationship on blast and like, oh, I love her so much and whatever. And then you break up and all those posts are gone. It's like, oh, yeah. instead of, you know, suffering in silence, it's like, oh, we all know something happened. Yeah. you yeah. know." So, I mean, I can appreciate keeping things sort of between the two of you. Like, he has no issues taking pictures with me. Like, I like having pictures. I don't necessarily, like, post all of them. Yeah. But I guess he's just not the type to be, like, we're flaunting this all over Instagram. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. I I like that about Michael. Would, Would it bother you if he was more
0: into social media and never posted about you? I, yeah, I think if, if he was, like, constantly, like, yeah, if he was more
2: active and, like, would post maybe his own, like, pictures, like, selfies or whatever to, like, his story or, like, to his feed or, like, he was in the gym all the time or, like, you know, stuff like that and it was, like, I was never there, I feel like that would hurt a little bit more because it's, like, you're, you're clearly active you're yes. trying to get likes yes why can't you use a photo of us <laughs> yeah I so yeah I think that would bother me more
1: yeah no I get that I think it's it is it's what you said right it's a little bit of like oh show me off a little bit like yeah you know, be proud of the relationship even if it is a very superficial thing yeah <laughs> it's still cute sometimes you know yeah no I get that um it's funny because their answer was very much a hard yes to feeling
0: really? um, to have hard feelings about the guy
1: not posting. They're saying there's no valid reason you should have a social media account and not willing to post your
0: significant other one. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Although I think that sort of comes down to like what you said, like, are
2: you, are you active on it or do Mm -hmm. you just sort of have it? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Because I mean, I think I have like maybe 80 posts on Instagram and that's spread out like from since I've had the account, which is like, God knows how long now.
0: Yeah.
2: So, you know, I wouldn't consider myself super active, but you know, I do post like more than Michael. And that does include a handful of photos of the two of us. Whereas he has seven posts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He really doesn't use (laughs) it.
2: No, no. He'll like photos and he'll like send posts and that's the extent of it. Oh, that's funny. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if you have it, like you said, and you're active and it's like, yeah, no, I'm making a conscious effort not to post my relationship. That's super sketch. Yeah. But if you have it and you're not that active, then, like, why would you? Because, yeah. like, you're not posting anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now it, it comes down to the whole idea of you posting the good times in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then when you break up, everyone's like, but it looks so good on social media.
2: Oh, the highlight reel.
1: Yeah. Oh. Do you think that part of the reason why you don't post as much is
0: because of that?
1: Um, because, I mean, I would say that you are pretty
0: active.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I do, like, I'll post to my story and, like, share things and like
0: and comment and whatever, but, um, I think maybe it it does have a a bit, although, you know what, I don't know, because from any other,
2: like, past relationship, I wouldn't say I've Shared more, um, at least not on Instagram. Although on on Twitter, with my um, most recent ex boyfriend, like we followed each other on Twitter, and we would like mention each other in like posts or like reply to like our like each other's tweets. So like going back and like seeing all those things, like especially recent, like after we had
0: recently broke up. That's hard to look at.
2: Oh. And
0: I just wanted to delete everything. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I have deleted photos of ex boyfriends on
2: on Instagram and there are photos that I
1: really liked
2: and I didn't <laughs> want to get rid of.
1: Is it more because you were cute in the photos and less because your ex was in it?
2: Yes. Like, <laughs> oh this one. So my favorite animals are elephants. And for I think it was my 21st birthday, this one boyfriend um, surprised me. He didn't tell me where we were going. He just told me to like get dressed, and he'll pick me up at like 9 a.m. or whatever it was. And he ended up taking me to African Lion Safari because you can ride elephants. Aww. Which yeah, so I have a or I, I guess I still have it saved probably, but it's a photo of the two of us on an elephant. And I love that I got, I mean, like, animal abuse, I don't want to get into that. I I, (laughs) will never ride an elephant again, I promise. But, like, that was, like, that experience was so near
0: and dear to my heart. But he's in it, and I don't want to see him. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to crop it out? But but it was, like, you would take out, like, half the elephant. Oh, no. (laughs) You
2: literally, like, have to, like, if there's any Photoshop wizards out there that can just take a person
0: out of a photo.
1: Oh, I think one uh, of my girlfriends actually is pretty good at Adobe. <laughs> she can <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably- <laughs> <laughs> I just have the elephant in you. I'll let her know.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess nowadays, like, it is what it is. Like, if I were to be posting my relationship, like, once a week and we break up and then suddenly all those posts are gone, I don't know if I'd really care about people being like,
0: oh,
2: what happened?
0: Yeah.
2: Like, well, it's none of your business. We're just not together. Like, yeah. end of story. Yeah. I don't know if I'd, if I'd care
0: as much now, but I don't know. I still feel like, you know, some things just need to be between us you know, things,
2: and like sharing too much kind of does open you up to people questioning if you know things are yeah and like it's it's just it just makes me think of like when you're like on the brink of tears and someone's like oh are you, are you okay yeah, and then oh, it's water oh works. yeah because like you could be perfectly fine handling a breakup fine and someone's like oh I noticed all your pictures with them are gone and then it's like well shit now I'm depressed <laughs>
1: like now I'm depressed
2: yeah.
1: yeah yeah no I completely agree I completely agree that's I think that's one of the toughest parts about wanting to share but not wanting to share too much because, yeah you know you don't want it to come off like everything is so good but nothing's good you also yeah. don't want to share period sometimes because you will have people who pay attention to you a little too closely and when oh, you yeah. break up it's just questions and or the worst of, like, I told you so. hmm Right? And, you know, you don't, you can say that you don't care about what people say or how they're going to react to your relationship or your breakup. Yeah. But deep down inside, it still hurts. Yeah. No matter what it is. Like, no matter who it is, it can be a complete stranger and have them say, like, oh, that relationship looks so good, too.
0: Yeah. Tears.
1: The next flood happening.
0: (laughs) Literally, yes.
1: And then you start listening to more Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) The cycle. (laughs) Um
0: so on that
1: topic of uh breakups, the next question is do hot guys get a free pass when
0: they mess up? (laughs) <laughs> I I want to say no <laughs> oh. I
2: think in general I'm just the kind of person that's I, like I'm more forgiving than I should be like it like that fool me once tricks on me or whatever fool me twice like on you that doesn't apply they're both on me yeah. because I I give too many chances in general um I mean I definitely have gone out well there was like one guy who I would consider probably like the most attractive and he
0: did sort of mess up and I t- t- did give him another chance but i don't know
2: if that was i mean i don't think it was because of his looks i think it was just because i was like
0: okay i believe you which i shouldn't have yeah <laughs> i should have learned my lesson many moons ago but
2: yeah i want to i don't i don't know i mean i guess if if you were dating like a really really hot guy and you fucked up and you're like but this arm candy gonna yeah, yeah. give it up <laughs> I don't know if I would consider it a free pass, but it's probably more more forgiving yes. than maybe you might be if you didn't find the guy super attractive.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, would you really be going – not going, sorry, dating a guy that you didn't find attractive, like your type of attractive? That's a good point. Right? So you'd be – I mean, realistically, this question is just asking
0: as if you would give any guy a pass. I sort of do because I don't know how to stand my ground <laughs> yet.
2: Yeah. Well, we're working on it <laughs> where we're, I think I'm, I'm getting better years of working in uh, retail customer service has uh, done a lot for my um, ability to stand up for myself. Um, well, I mean, in, in the past, if like a a guy messed up, I would Sort of be thinking, well, like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. And if they were to come back, I'm like, okay, issue solved. Yeah, there's no problem anymore. Yeah, and like, sort of forgive them because, like, I don't want to, I didn't want to lose them in the first place. Yeah, whereas now I've sort of developed that mentality where it's like, if you don't want to be here, then I don't want you here.
0: Yeah, so goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um yeah I guess maybe it depends on how how big the the screw-up was in general but for me personally I I'd probably give more chances just just because that's the kind of person I am
1: (laughs) you are a very sweet person I say that all the time to Chris I'm like Haley's a really nice person she's a good human (laughs) And Griselda just be like, "Yeah, she is actually." <laughs> really nice. and then we go I have on this like, really nice tangent.
0: Well, like, are,
2: are you gonna disagree? <laughs> like, Hey, this person's really nice.
0: Eh. <laughs> She's okay.
2: <laughs> you talk oh. to her every day, but I don't see the hype. That's.
1: <laughs> um, I do have to ask though, because now I'm curious. What is The definition of a really bad fuck up.
0: I mean,
2: I don't really know. Like I my mind I like first thing that comes to mind I want to say
0: cheating, but I have been cheated on and I have tried to reconcile. Yeah. Which like why? (laughs) 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 Yeah. He betrayed like the like most basic term of your agreement (laughs) so I mean now yeah I would say like cheating 100%
2: even though in the past I've been like okay like one more chance but now I would say if you're cheating on me like even in the slightest like you're flirting with someone no thank you no that's it you're done (laughs) we had that we're exclusive conversation and we have not gone back to say never mind yeah yeah so you know it's it's
0: one that's it it's me Yeah. yeah
1: so what is your definition of cheating
0: um i would consider
2: flirting cheating like As like basic as it gets, like if you're being flirty with someone else, like if you're violating my trust in any kind of,
0: I guess like emotional or physical way, yeah, that's yeah, you're you're cheating on me.
1: Yeah, so it comes down to, or it sounds like it comes down to at any point if they feel like they need to hide it because they're violating
0: your trust. Cheating. yeah 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 well I remember I don't know where I heard
2: it or read it um but they were basically saying like if you like if you feel like you have to hide this from the person you're seeing like any kind of like text message you get or send or photo or like whatever if you feel like you have to hide it th- there's an issue there if it's not something that, like, I mean, like, granted, like, in the past, I've gotten like random messages from guys I've dated in the past messaging me, being like, hey, like, are you single? Yeah. And like, that looks, I mean, a little bit suspect if like Michael were to walk by and be like, why is this guy, like, you know, who's this person? you know, wanting to, like, hook up or, like, go out or whatever, and it's, like, I, like, didn't initiate, I don't know, like, this is,
0: like, a number, I let me block them right now, but, um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Oh, right, if you have to hide it. (laughs) Strong feelings, are like, this is what happens, I put my foot down.
2: Um, yeah, like, if it was, like, aside from, like, some random number reaching out, like, it's not like you have, like, a constant conversation. Like, if it's, like, I'm messaging someone and it feels like I'm crossing a line by even, like, you know, yeah. acknowledging this message or whatever, that's, I mean, I wouldn't consider that cheating. It's not, like, but,
0: you know, if it feels, if it feels icky,
2: yeah. then, like, that's, that's something that, that's
1: an issue. Yeah, you should probably be looking into why it feels icky yeah 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 no i completely agree i um i was watching i don't remember what it was on netflix but it was a bunch of short stories about Mm -hmm. couples in new york and one of the short stories involved a couple who was kind of on the rocks um and he was hiding something that um it was a very sticky situation i'll tell you after um but he would have instances where his significant other would walk by and he'd turn his phone over or he'd kind mm-hmm. of like hold it close. And I think even just small like body reactions, like your yeah. your body is reacting to something that you don't like enough mm-hmm. to to hide it, like physically mm-hmm. do something to hide it, I think is something that most people don't well I mean most people can't pay attention to because they don't think they're doing anything wrong. But it's yeah. funny how like your body kind of just decides for you that like ooh you don't like what you're doing. Yeah. So let me do this for you mm-hmm. to keep you from getting in trouble. Yeah. Um but so segueing into <laughs> that that Netflix now I want to know your answer <laughs> to this because so the couple was on the rocks and the guy um, was actually taking care of his ex that's what oh. he was hiding his ex is in the story is in the hospital and he happened to be his ex's emergency contact okay so apparently his ex like had cancer or something super serious um, and the doctors would contact him every time something came up Um, And his ex in the show was starting to get worse, and they actually asked him to be the one to decide whether or not to pull the plug. Oh. And because their relationship was already on the rocks, he was hiding that from his boyfriend. What would you, like, how would you deal
0: with that situation? Um. I I don't like that it's being hidden. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you had the trust
2: in your relationship that, you know, you should have in general, it shouldn't be an issue, at least in, in my eyes. You know, it's, you're still listed as this person's emergency contacts, yep. like, are you could still be friends. I mean, like, I'm not personally friends with any of my exes, but you know, they could still be like a decent part of your, your life. How are you gonna, like, that just sort of makes you an asshole, doesn't it though? Like if, if someone's like, you're my emergency contact and I'm dying of cancer and they're like, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Like (laughs) what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, I don't know, just for me personally, I'm just trying to imagine if if one of Michael's exes had cancer, God forbid, and he was the contact and, like, he needed to be there to, like, make decisions, I trust him 100%. That's his ex for a reason. Yeah. But if it was him hiding this and, like, turning his phone away from me, in my mind, I'm going to be, like, something real bad's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then even though it's something that I would have – been perfectly fine with and like understood if yeah. it was you know brought up the fact that it's well I've been lying and hiding about this. That's what I don't
1: like. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think it it was an interesting situation to see portrayed because it's such an unusual thing to happen. Yeah. And then have him still hide that and have me react to it like, well I think I mean why would your boyfriend I think in that situation for me, it it would almost have been worse if he wasn't hiding it and his boyfriend reacted to it like, this is the end of the world, you know, your ex has used contact, he's dying of a terminal illness, I don't want you to see him. But because he was hiding it, you're right, like I was, like, why wouldn't you, like at that point, you should trust that no matter what it is that you do, if it has good intentions, Mm which is saving someone's life or ending it because they requested that you do that. Um, your significant other won't just up and leave and yeah. judge you for something that you're doing is a good thing. Yeah. So I, I thought that was, I was like, is that really cheating? Because I think they were trying to portray him as cheating in the show. Right. Um, because of what he was doing. But I was, I don't know, I was I was on the fence about it because I know my reaction would be that at first, definitely that, oh, your, your ex is emergency contact, I think would be where my head goes. Mm-hmm. But understanding that, you know, you're the emergency contact for someone who's dying. Yeah. I kind of have to, you know, squash my very deep insecurities yeah. <laughs> and understand that this is, it's because they trust you enough to do something that is difficult for anybody. Yeah. So,
2: no. I I could not imagine.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, that's a good point that you mentioned, though. Like, why is the X
0: the emergency contact? Yeah. Yeah. That's a little weird. Yes. Like, no matter the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I could see if it's, like, relatively recent after a breakup and there's, like, an emergency and, you know, you forgot to change your emergency contact at, like, work or, like, in your phone or whatever. Yeah. But to be at the point where this person is making the decision of if we pull the plug or not. Yeah. You know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. You you know who you chose. This has yeah. been your person for a long time. Yeah. So that's also weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like
1: there's so many questions now that you're creating in your head because mm-hmm. you don't know the whole story and it just becomes shadier and shadier the more that you think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need
2: to, I need to know, were they friends still?
1: Yeah, were you still talking all this time? Yeah, yeah. And your significant other didn't know, so he had every right to feel like you were doing something yeah. behind his back, yeah.
2: That'll take a long talk or some therapy to get through if they didn't oh, yeah. split up after that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um so I want to keep asking you questions, but I think this is a really good time. And we I will just bring you back on the podcast, but I think it's a good time to kind of segue into the most recent happenings in your life. Because cool. I think if you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, because I think that you've been going through a lot and I for one have been a very proud friend for all the steps that you've been taking for yourself. And I think it's hard, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've gone through it, or am going through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard when you feel like you can't talk to people. Yeah. right. And it's hard when you feel like you're all alone. And I think um, I've been trying to be as supportive as you have been for me all this time but I know that what you're going through is scary and it can be very like anxiety inducing and sometimes you're just like yeah. I, I know as eager as you are the patience is so key in yeah. these moments because you can become so so self-critical if you're not mm-hmm. paying attention to what you're yeah. expecting to what your reality is so like i said if you're comfortable i was hoping that you could kind of give some insight on how you've been doing sure um well i guess to you
0: know preface it um i deal with anxiety that
2: is uh on occasion crippling um but have recently decided I'm taking a journey of self-improvement, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> which you have been very supportive of, like from even before I decided to change my whole life around and go to therapy, very supportive every step of the way. And I really appreciate that.
0: Oh, I hope so.
2: Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been tough. Um, I've dealt with this sort of crippling anxiety in the past. And have been told by people like, "You know you should figure this out, and I never really did. I never really got to the root of the problem. Um, I did start taking medication, which helped mm-hmm. um, but i never I never learned how to handle it i you know medication works for me, it works for a lot of people, and I don't mean to like say this and like hate on anyone who you know, solely relies on medication, but like, I didn't, I didn't want that to be my crutch. Right. Um, so as of the last few weeks, I know, um, you have gotten many an essay, uh, text message, um, with me having some, some struggles, some issues, I'm on the struggle bus, <laughs> but, um, you know, it all started, i did some reflection and decided I was coming up with rules for myself because I wanted to be a more positive person. Which <laughs> that's not really panned out that well, but I, I I am still checking myself. I can notice when I'm maybe saying something a little more negative than I should be, and I reflect on that. But um, I suppose that the biggest change is that I've um decided to go to therapy and um although after one session my therapist resigned (laughs) when I saw that text I was like
1: what just happened
2: yeah (laughs) I was like is that real she took a picture so it's real (laughs) oh my god um the
0: like I I know I had asked you about um well since so it's on it's better help um
2: and I know I'd asked you about you know because it says you can type a message and like give some more information yeah I basically said like I'm struggling and would like to you know have some coping mechanisms I'd like to understand like why this happens and um that first session was mostly filled with coping mechanisms for when I do feel anxious because I mean, she did give me a lot of insight into why I may be feeling this way. And it it does sort of tie into what you said about, um, like, you have to sort of be aware of your reality. Um, So, like, my whole, like, feeling anxious about, like, going to work after, you know, having called in. Um, When I had anxiety in the past at at a previous job, I called in multiple shifts in a row. Because it it was crippling at that point, like nauseous, like the shakes, like borderline panic attacks, like every morning And I would call in. And after I had left that place, no one said this to my face, but um, a friend of mine said, you know, some people who were like my supervisors and like that I worked with um, had said I'm unreliable. And so now this time around where I'm calling in and like, I know my managers like me and I like my job. I'm scared of being unreliable and um, what she said was like, you know, that's, that's justified because, you know, you've dealt with that in the past. You don't want to experience it again. Right. But you have to sort of, you have to trick yourself because you're, you're not being unreliable. You know, you're taking the days that you need. Um, uh, but what was the, she said you have to do uh, like positive cognition or something like that, where it's like, if you feel anxious because you think you're being unreliable, remind yourself of times that you have been reliable, oh. you know, like um, your friend injured himself at work and you, you know, dropped everything to go take them to the hospital. You know that's being reliable that's showing up and like you have to remind yourself of that and you know she said it's all these like tricks and like coping mechanisms is to bring you back to reality
0: yeah yeah
2: um but even like to go off of what you said um after coming back to work um i wasn't on the schedule for next week at all like i didn't have any shifts And my first thought was, I'm being fired. They're mad at me
0: that I called
2: in, that like, that's it, I'm done. And when I was, you know, talking to a friend at work about it, the first thing that he said was, maybe they just want to make sure you're okay.
0: But I'm like,
2: no, no. They're getting rid of a bunch of people already. Their names are still on the schedule. They have no shifts. And now my name's there. I have no shifts. I'm getting fired. I don't know what to do. And my manager had come out on the floor and he sort of like, you know, punches me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, like, how are you doing? And, you know, I tell him, you know, I'm feeling much better. Like, thank you. And he said, yeah, like I I left you off of the schedule because, you know, I wasn't sure how you were. I wanted to make sure you were 100%. But like I'm glad you're okay like did you want to work some shifts next week and I'm like oh my god like thank you so much like yes please <laughs> and you know going back to that friend who was like hey you know it might not be like a dark cloud yeah. um he's like you're you're sort of a worrier aren't you and yeah. I'm like as a matter of fact yes I'm going to therapy for that thank you <laughs> <laughs> but like that's just it like it my reality is people aren't going to like anything that you're doing and yeah. they're going to consider you unreliable. And it's, it's never the, the brighter option. Never. It's, it's always worst case scenario. And you know, these, these coping mechanisms that she talked about, I found have already really like drastically helped. Um, so like most of what she, she gave me were um, like grounding techniques which I feel like you've mentioned to me before. And I know I've had like another friend where I'm like, Hey, I'm really anxious. And she's like, do a grounding exercise. And I'm like, Shh, okay. <laughs> but like nothing's ever really, really helped. Um, okay. But um, one in particular that she, she gave me was, um, was that like the, making a list. So like she said, for example, go through the alphabet and for each letter name a fruit or like a chocolate bar or like a car brand or like something you can find at like your place of work like go through and list something so it'll bring you back to reality
1: oh so so you can focus on something else
2: yeah so you're just you're tricking yourself and I've done that multiple times feeling anxious at work and every time every time it goes away oh and I you know I still want to you know continue with therapy obviously I want to get to the root of these issues right but like one session and I'm like so thankful Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so thankful because um, you know she compared anxiety to diabetes which I also have which I'm, I'm not sure if she knew that. I feel like that was not part of my, you know, prerequisite, what's wrong with me, you know, questionnaire. But um, she said, you know, anxiety is something you can learn to control. Like diabetes, you know, you can, you learn to control your insulin and your blood sugar. You can learn to control your anxiety. And I feel like, you know, we've taken, we've taken a, a small step. Yeah. So there's still like, people that give me anxiety.
0: Okay. Which
2: I don't I don't know why. And I don't want them to. But anytime I like see their name typed out or hear their name or think about them, like my heart races. And I find myself doing that grounding activity. Right. To be like, what? it's good. It's just <laughs> the anxiety monster. You tell them not today. Yep. Um but yeah I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes i i am real upset that the the counselor quit yeah (laughs) i know me too how are you gonna help me so much in
0: one hour and then be like peace yeah i mean i'm sorry i
2: quit oh my god i yeah i i I told uh i told michael about that i sent him the screenshot and he's like what did you do (laughs) 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 it's <laughs> like one one session and she's like can't do it anymore huh and I'm like oh my god I had oh, like she- one mommy issue problem and like that was like as deep as it went okay <laughs> oh my god she realized
1: her real true dreams Kaylee the ones that she mentioned and invited you to <laughs> oh
2: my god! yeah she tries to recruit me to Texas and then <laughs> helps me and leaves maybe that's all part of the plan
1: you know Slowly.
2: She does have a private practice down there. <gasps> she mentioned that to you? No, she has it, like, listed in, like, her little, um, uh, like, get-to-know-me sort of, like, info. Oh, blurb, okay. Like, the under profile.
1: the... Yeah. yeah. You're one of the chosen.
2: <sighs> I still haven't gone in and, and requested a new one. But she wished me good luck with school. She Aww. was, like, best of luck.
1: Oh my, oh my god, oh my god. I out. love you. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> Please stay. Please don't <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are having a really good moment with therapy. Um yeah. like I said, I think I mean, you've heard me say this over and over again. I think therapy should be something everyone mm-hmm. should try. It's not a thing for everybody. Yeah. I totally understand. But, you know, it's helpful. Even yeah. if you just try it once and you realize I can do this on my own. Yeah. I'm a perfect human being, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, at least yes. you can tell yourself I tried therapy, didn't like it. Yeah. Um I am curious though, because you are saying that you just started therapy. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? To
0: take the big step. Um well
2: I think I, I mentioned, like, I, I did go back on my medication,
0: which I know does help me, but um, and, like, again, like, no
2: harm to, like, anyone who only, like, relies on medication, but, like, I, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want it, um, and, like, I would mentioned to this therapist that, like, I, I do take medication or, like, I'm back on this medication that helped me, um and she had mentioned you know medication is good like if you know you use it to help like you're not dependent on it like it's if it helps it's good but she said the issue with like going sort of on and off of it um is that with like these kind of like medications that mess with like the chemicals in your brain Mm -hmm. is your brain learns that it it doesn't need to produce certain things Um, like certain endorphins your brain's like oh we don't have to do that anymore yeah. So when you go off of the medication, your brain is still like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> and that's why, you know, after, you know, it, it can all come back. So huh. I don't know if that's what happened with me, where I was really anxious, went on medication, it helped, decided I was going off of it, which I still don't recall why I did that. But, um, you know, it was good for about a year and then it's back. It's like running into a brick wall. And I don't know if that's all you know the chemicals or you know situation I'm sure like quarantine hasn't helped at all, but yeah. um I know like with this medication, like you i mean i'm I'm only twenty seven but you can't be on it and get pregnant, like you can't be on it and like breastfeed oh. like it's technically it's an antidepressant, which also treats anxiety, so and it can, you know, it, it'll affect, like, your sex drive and, like, you know, there are a bunch of, like, different side effects, which, like, whatever, it helps, I don't care. But, like, I don't want to have to always be on it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be, you know, down the road trying to have a kid and I run into this brick wall again. Yeah. Because I don't know how to cope without the medication. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, I I did go a year and you know felt really good but what if every time it's like you're off the medication one year down the road we're like back at square one you know if I don't know how to at least ground myself or like have these like coping mechanisms or like understand what's going on that's going to be a real issue for me
0: yeah
2: um and you know my my dad's a, a real big advocate for therapy um He's sort of this in the same boat you are where, you know, he thinks it's beneficial no matter what. And (laughs) even like from, from day one, when, um, the anxiety started and I went the medication route, he wasn't really on board with that. Um, you know, he was the one who was like, I think maybe you should talk to a therapist instead. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which I didn't because, you know, it's not covered. I couldn't afford it. Right. Um, and I was like, it's whatever. Like, if it's a chemical imbalance in my head, therapy is not going to fix that. Like, let me try medication and see if it helps. Um, now, he suggested the medication, um, but again, also said, you know, I, I think talking to someone, I think talking things out is really beneficial. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my entire family could benefit from going to therapy. Um, and now three out of five have um but but even uh, (laughs) (laughs) my um my middle sister is she's struggling with some anxiety issues now as well although like she's on the same medication so I'm not sure what's going on with her but you know these grounding techniques that I were given as soon as I finished you know I sent her a bunch of voice messages and I'm like here's what she told me try this next time and she said you know what i think those could really help so you know it's it's also sort of benefiting her
0: oh
2: but um yeah i just i'm i'm tired of not knowing why right <laughs> i guess is what it all comes down to right is like the anxiety's whatever i know it's you know it'll just latch on whenever and sort of to whoever it wants but yeah. I want to know why yeah specifically for you yeah like I why does this person give me like a panic attack like why they mean nothing to me yeah I'm not friends with them I don't talk to them they're not in my life except for like maybe an hour like once every three weeks like this is not someone significant at all so like why does it matter (laughs) yeah and I would just like to get to the bottom (laughs) of why it happens and how can I prevent it or how can I deal with it if it comes up again. Yeah. And I mean, so far, at least for like why work stresses me out sometimes, I have an explanation for that and I get it and it makes sense. And now I have, you know, coping mechanisms to deal with it if I do feel anxious and um, like ways to go about my day to sort of try and prevent it, you know. And that's just one session. Yeah. So, you know, even if I decide to only do therapy for like a month or two. You know, one session helps so much. I yeah. really want to see what more can do.
0: Yeah. And you know, it makes, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Would you recommend therapy to a friend?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um I mean I, I know um,
2: I have a lot of friends, you included, I, especially, that, like, I can go to and I can vent to. And and I feel like I can get a lot of my emotions out. Yeah. Which is, is therapeutic. It's, you know, it's almost like journaling. Like, I can express myself. And it's good to get those things out. But no one – I mean, like, you come very close to a therapist. Like, oh. I don't <laughs> –
1: Thank you. That's (laughs) such a high accolade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But like, no one can really be like, you know, like the gist of the response is sort of like, that sucks. I get it.
0: Take your time. Yes.
2: No one can really be like, okay, well, like, let me ask you this. Or like, what about this? Yeah. Like, okay, well, next time this happens, let's try this. Yeah. And although like, I appreciate the support and, and, you know the ability to express myself and like let all of these emotions out which i'm sure is sometimes way too much for people um, that's just not enough
0: yeah no, and absolutely.
2: Uh, you know friends obviously like they'll vent to me too and like i i try as best i can to be supportive but like i'm i'm not a therapist either mm-hmm. I, I if you're continuously feeling this way there's i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah you know i'll I'll be here to support you and and try to motivate you and you know whatever you want to do. I'm here, but yeah. venting can only do so much. I think yes. talking to a therapist, someone who understands the behavior yes um you know I mean, like not everyone has issues i think as significant as maybe yours or or mine, <laughs> but <laughs> Like, just, just getting to the bottom of of some of, like, people's behaviors, I think, would benefit would benefit everyone. Yes. Even just to, like, for example, my, my dad went to therapy um, after his brother passed away. And I mean, grief is something a, a lot of people can handle on their own. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, if you went to a friend and said, like, hey, like, I need you know, I need to just vent a bit. No one's gonna be like mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> but no one can compensate for like going to a therapist and like giving you those coping mechanisms or um just they're professional listeners.
1: Yes. You know? It's <laughs> yeah.
2: it's their job to, you know, sort of rake through what you're saying yes. to find the, the like behavioral, you know, problems or like the the reason behind and like this is what we can do to maybe prevent that. Like, I think that no matter how small the issue is, I think therapy would, would, yeah, benefit everyone. Even just like, you know, like anger. Like if you have some anger management, talk to a therapist, man. Yes. They can fix
1: you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, even if you don't want to see it as fixing, right? Like a lot of people I find when I talk about therapy, Um, they dismiss it because they're just like, well, I think I'm fine. Like I can control Mm -hmm. it or I can handle it on my own. Fine, that's great. But I think what you're doing might not Mm -hmm. be the most efficient way of handling it. Yeah. Right. And sometimes the way that you handle it may be hurting other people. Mm -hmm. You don't see it because you think you're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But the people you're hurting kind of hate your fucking guts so it would be kind of nice if an unbiased stranger would maybe open your eyes and and i get it most of the time people who are completely opposed to therapy will go in and think this is just hogwash and you know it's just an excuse for some people to say like this is why i'm super fucked up and i'm going to therapy Mm -hmm. for it so accept me more it's not like that you know Like you said, it's, it's a better understanding of why you specifically as a human being react to things that you don't understand why you do that. Yep. Um, and I think, I mean, you put it so perfectly where, you know, thank you for the compliment. I try my (laughs) best, but I think I learned the best from you because you honestly, like I, there are moments where I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck. Like my thoughts are spinning and my my palms are sweating and you know, like the bare minimum of, of bare minimum of um a panic attack yeah. and I'll text you and immediately just like calm. No it like just knowing that I texted you calms yeah. me because yeah. you give me the support that I need in that way. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's not it's not a bad thing to admit that your friends and your family only go so far. Right. And they give you very specific support. You know, Mm -hmm. like I go to my mom when. You know, I make inappropriate jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And she thinks they're hilarious because my mom is very inappropriate. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) I would never go to my mom, like you said, with, with one of your friends and their mom, don't tell me the things in your relationship that you're going yeah. through because my bias will be forever lasting. Yeah. Right. Would never tell my mom about relationship stuff. I tell yeah. you and I tell some of my other friends because I trust you that way. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, like when I reply to you about stuff that you're going through, I will always be. Um, I don't want to say careful, more just I I, I want to be respectful of yes. you, your feelings, the other party's feelings or whatever. So it'll never come out like I'm giving you a solution. It's yes. just me listening. Yep. Right. And as much as you want to vent, sometimes, which is ninety-nine percent of the time, when you're <laughs> venting, you're kind mm-hmm. of looking for help. Yeah. Right? You're looking for a solution to the problem that is now eating you up inside. Yeah. Right? And when you talk to, albeit a stranger, this stranger, luckily enough, can help you because they don't care who it is that you're talking about. They don't know who this person is. Right? They're not thinking of hurting someone else's feelings because the only feelings that they care about and are listening to are yours. Very... Solely focused on the individual. Mm -hmm. And it'll always be solutions that are intended from love or from the goodness of their heart, right? Because they don't want you to be hurt. They don't want the other person to be hurt. And sometimes, as your friend, you know, you're my friend first. If your relationship is going a certain way, my protectiveness will be towards you. Yeah right and that doesn't necessarily benefit your relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think just the just the way that you you explained how you're going through therapy is is a perfect way to explain to someone who is considering it, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think what you said is 100% true. Like anytime like you've reached out to me with any kind of relationship issues like as you said it i'm like oh i do that where like your focus is is the friend. Yeah. like i i don't care if i'm hurting you know chris's feelings i'm i'm here to support you yeah and i feel like i do that <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <Yes. laughs> where i'm like oh fuck that guy yeah. <laughs> you're like well but
0: uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, like a you know, a, a therapist, yeah, they they have the blinders on. It, yep. it, they're focused on you. Yep. And you know, if you were going to them for, you know, relationship issues, they they don't they're not gonna, you know, watch what they say because they're they're worried about, you know, crossing a, a line or um You're like, oh, maybe I said too much. Like, mm, no, No. (laughs) they're gonna lay it out all. They're gonna lay it all out on the line for you. Yeah, and I think that's that's what a lot of people need. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, even just for, just for clarity's sake, um, like when the, my one session when she asked about my mom. And then, (laughs) sort of circled back to you know you know, she could, she could, might be a reason (laughs) that that might be, you know, one reason you have anxiety. And like, I, I sort of like had that thought in the back of my head, like not, not to the point where I'm like, oh, it's her fault. But I'm like, you know, I do feel anxious sometimes trying to talk to her. And then as soon as the therapist is like,
0: yeah, you know, I think maybe she's maybe part of the reason, just, you know, a small part, Yeah. light bulb. I'm like, oh, oh,
2: because, you know, I, I complained to, to one friend about how, like, I, I feel nervous if I have to call into work. I, I get anxious about telling my mom oh. because she's the type where it's like, <clears throat> you know, unless you're laying in bed dying, you should be at work. Right. Yeah. So, you know, her response was, oh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like that. Which, like, thank you. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> but then this therapist is like, oh. So she causes some anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Like I mentioned an instance in my childhood and then it circles back to, and now it's, it's happening again. So hmm, maybe that's, you know, a thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, no one would have ever said that to me. No, no one, (laughs) you know, like the, the one friend who's like, Oh, that's too bad. She's never going to be like, you know, I, I don't think that's okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess some friends have the balls to be like, you know what, flat out, no, that's not right. I don't agree. Yep. Um, but even still, like, no one's giving you answers. No. Yeah. We're and, just giving you our opinion. Yes. Yeah. It's all It's all opinion. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's still, like, you know, trying to protect your feelings. Yep. You know, I've, I've maybe had one friend ever who's like – you know, after you tell me about, you know, all these stories about your boyfriend, like I, I feel like I don't like him.
0: I, I've, I've had
2: one friend say that one friend, and then I sort of clarify my rant and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. But you know, like any other time I've, I've vented about like an ex-boyfriend where it's like, it's bad. It's bad. Like reflecting on like, why, why didn't anyone tell me yeah. this was a mistake? Yes. But no one does. Nope. Whereas if you were talking to a therapist and you're like, yeah, we get into an argument and every time he gets mad, he punches a pillow right in front of me. They'd be like, that's a red flag. Yeah. Like, leave.
0: Yeah. Do you what see you it? Doing? It's floating. It's something. there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? You'd be like, ooh, that's an issue. Whereas your friends are like, oh,
0: that's not good.
2: Maybe talk to him about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What what do we have to talk about? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Oh my God, talk to
1: him about
2: it.
1: (laughs) And that's always going to be the thing, right? Like, I mean, I do it too. I'm just like, maybe just try to communicate. And then I think about it. I'm like, do I really want her to communicate right now, though? Yeah. Like, is that the solution in this very moment that makes sense? No.
2: But that's the response that makes sense. Yes. Because what else do you say? You you like I don't know. I don't know. I mean sorry, my laptop is (laughs) like You somehow have like managed to find this is the wrong side. (laughs)
0: There we go. You
2: somehow uh yeah, like the the sun just went down so fast. Hold on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's bad lighting now that's a little better okay we'll just rotate a
2: little bit um yeah like you you've I found struck like a good balance between not crossing a line but also sort of I don't want to say pushing boundaries because I don't feel like you push any boundaries but you definitely have responses that make me go like oh like you know like that's a good point or you know they're more insightful than someone just being like, I don't know, talk to
1: him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kaylee, like, you do yeah. the same thing. You do the <laughs> same thing for me. <laughs> I'm always like, fuck, but that makes sense. You know, it's never like hurtful. I'm never like, well, that was such a bitchy thing to say. Yeah. Because you always, you're you're right. Like it's always to protect my feelings, but at the same time, you're like, but think about it though.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's like that like running joke where it's like oh I add like I don't know though at the end of advice like just in case like I gave them like bad advice yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: talk to him but like I don't know maybe yeah, yeah. we
1: don't know <laughs> I'm just telling you things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god
0: but yeah no I I it's it's funny because
1: um. I guess hearing other stories about why people should go to therapy, it's never, or I've never really related to Mm -hmm. them. And I think asking you why you go and what you, if you would recommend it to a friend, I think just hearing you talk about um, the experience that you've had with the one session and Mm -hmm. why you want to continue going and what it's done for you, and then you relating it to, you know, the people in your life. I think makes it easier for someone who is doubting therapy, yeah and like really you know wondering if it would help them, yeah. um, because it's hard to justify talking to a stranger, yes, and thinking they will absolutely help me in this problem that I have been having my entire life because they know me so well, that's never gonna be a thought, no right, but no. you. You know, even saying that, and that's the the magic, they have magic ears when they can pick out a tiny thing about your childhood and then go, hey, by the way, so remember when you complained about that thing last week and now you said it when you were like three? You might want to think about that. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't even know I was only three. (laughs) (laughs) thanks for bringing it up childhood trauma sucks yeah um no but i really appreciate how you explained it i'm glad that i mean i knew you would you know this is why i brought you on the podcast because i knew you would say it better than i did but you know that's i'm really 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 happy that you're having such an experience with therapy
2: yeah i i'm just glad honestly that the first time did go so smoothly um like I like I think I mentioned to you like talking to strangers about it, it gives me anxiety mm-hmm. it's like I catch 22 like mm-hmm. you have anxiety you need to talk to someone but talking to someone gives you anxiety like yeah. it's it's hell but you know it, it sort of shifted from like anxiety to like butterflies to excitement back to like being a little bit nervous yeah But then, you know, it flowed smoothly. It went so smooth and she was insightful and she did help me. And I think that's a big part of why I'm like, okay, I can't have her, but I still want to keep going. Because if I got someone who was maybe, you know, I didn't click with and I felt maybe it was more sort of like a lecture than, you know, well, okay, I understand. This is what we can, you know, do to help. Try this, you know, instead I think if it was more of a negative experience, I would be like,
0: uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I want to do this. Yeah. Because, I mean, through BetterHelp, it is significantly cheap. Like, oh, my God, so much cheaper yeah. than going, you know, seeing someone in person. But, you know, it's it's not cheap. No. And – I mean, that is a a big issue today where, like, you know, people don't have ready access, you know, to this kind of help. But, you know, if I'm paying this much and I have these, you know, massive expectations, if the first time is shit, like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I just paid all this money. Yeah. (laughs) I expected more. I don't think I want to keep paying this money. Yeah. Yeah um so I mean I I think it does expect you know depend on experience also but you know pretty much everyone I've heard who goes to therapy and you know has has had success with therapy Mm -hmm. like every one of them is like you know you have to find what works yes because like there's so many different you know treatment methods you know there's different kinds of therapists you know like I know you said like you talk to yours like your girlfriends yeah you know it's like there's you know different people you're going to click with and like different methods that are going to be more beneficial and like you do sort of have to have that patience yeah but you know because it is so expensive I know that you know for a lot of people I I don't know if I would have it yeah like if it if it went poorly the first time or if it was sort of like mediocre I don't know if you know I'd want to continue
0: but yeah um yeah but I yeah, it is beneficial though, I think for everyone. <laughs> uh
2: you know, especially if, you know, I know for me like at some point I I start to feel guilty for, you know, venting to other people.
0: Yeah. Cuz I'm like, "Oh,
2: I've annoyed you with this multiple times." Yeah. But here we are again. Yeah. Same issue. And it's like, "Okay, well maybe I should I need new people to talk to." <laughs> yeah. Or
1: a <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I, I totally understand where the whole like I stop talking to certain people just because I'm like, I've said this to you millions of times and you've been patient every single time. I think at some point mm-hmm. I will break you. And I really don't yeah. want to do that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's literally how it like I'll find myself almost like biting my tongue, yep. talking to certain people. Like yep. one of my best, like my oldest friends. You know, she's one of the first people I go to when there's an issue. And, like, I find myself even biting my tongue, like, with her. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about you. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like I've complained about anxiety uh, 24-7 for two months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, I want, you know, that I want you to comfort me. But also, you know, I've said this so many times now. Like, yeah. you know, you get that guilt. Yeah. But you know, you can repeat yourself hundreds of times to a therapist, and they're yep. going to be like, yep, uh huh, I hear you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. And give you solutions every <laughs> single time. It's yeah.
2: You've mentioned this for the fifth time now. This must be significant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of like, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I noticed that you like talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but thank you for pointing it out. No. <laughs> Um, I had something to say because you pointed something out. Our trains of thought tonight are—we're getting so excited. Yeah, I—I <laughs> lost
2: my my train of thought like three times. <laughs>
1: um, damn it, it was a really good train of thought too. It was a good question for you because you said it, and I was like, oh. But I'm listening so intently that I actually forgot. See, another thing that Megan Batum put in her <laughs> podcast, by the way. It, they've mentioned all her guests are really um, enthusiastic, but they all kind of compliment each other when they're on her podcast. And the thing Mm -hmm. that sticks out for me that they, I think almost all of them always point out with each other is that um, they'll compliment her first and say she's a really good listener. And then she'll Mm -hmm. say the same. And then they'll they'll all kind of say to each other that it's just, you know, I always have questions or there's something more that I wanna say after you talk, but because Mm -hmm. I'm listening so intently, Yep. I forget what it is that I wanted to say to you because I'm like yep. I'm just paying attention to everything you're saying. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we're such good listeners, Kaylee. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> we can't help we're it. We're just too good. <laughs> um so we have actually been talking for what, like two hours now? Almost.
0: Almost, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> This is why I love talking to you and I text you. I basically text this girl every day, so um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, and plus, I don't know what to edit, so this is now going to become a two-hour-long first episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to be like, what the fuck, Val? Welcome to the two podcast! Hours. <laughs> 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 two hours of your day just gone by <laughs> because me and Kaylee are so interesting. It's um, the rush hour. <laughs> right? In Toronto, traffic? Yeah. No problem. Not an issue. I do want to end this podcast by saying thank you for being my first episode and for being such a good friend. Um, Everyone that I asked had such overwhelming responses, including yours, and I am super (laughs) thankful that you were like, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) I really wanted you on my podcast because, like I said in the beginning, you have gotten me through... So like, I can't, I don't even have the word for the amount of times that you've gotten me through um, challenges and just kind of like me being in my head and Mm. crying in public when I don't know what to do anymore. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Um, So I feel the exact same way. (laughs) So I wanted to ask because your journey into therapy has sounded so good. I'm so, so happy for you. If someone were to ask you the question, you know, like I'm still doubting it because, you know, a lot of people, it's not just because of finances, because yeah. they don't have supportive people in their life
0: mm-hmm. for therapy.
1: And you do. You have everything that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Right? What advice would you give to someone who's like, you know, I, I really think therapy would
0: be great. Mm-hmm. But I can't. You can. <laughs> you you absolutely can. Um, you know,
2: when I when it was really bad for me, my anxiety, like when I first went on that the medication, that was probably two or three years ago.
0: And you know, my dad saying Maybe you should talk to someone um, that scared the shit out of me. And like, I didn't even think twice about it. Um, And like he even said, like through
2: his work, um, they had like a phone number you could call. Like it's for like employees and like family members and stuff. And and you could talk to, you know, a licensed therapist over the phone. Wow. um, You know, if you needed someone. And even that, I'm like,
0: nope. Really? absolutely
2: not like it's like it scared me and you know i and i just decided i'm like I'm, I'm going on medication i'm gonna see what happens um but, like i never considered therapy again i was like i'm fine we're good i'm fine um so
0: i think for someone who's considering it but on the fence mm-hmm um, if you've gotten to the point where you're, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe,
2: then, like, you, you should, like, you're, you're 90% of the way there,
0: um,
2: because if you're, if you're someone, you know, who was like me, where you're, like, no, absolutely not, I can't do that, I don't know if you'll, you'll get the benefit out of it. I don't know if you'll be as open to maybe suggestions or like, you know, different sort of techniques that, that they may use. Um, but if you've gotten yourself to the point where you're like, I don't know, maybe, should I? I don't know. Yeah. Then you should. You should. You're yeah. like, you're you're there. And like, uh, I think a lot of it is a, you know, a mental game. Yeah. Because it, it is nerve wracking. Like you said, you're talking to a stranger. Yeah. And they're, you know, I mean, not necessarily the first time you talk to them, but, you know, eventually they're going to want a deep dive. You know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of things that come out that maybe you didn't want to talk about or, you know, were afraid to talk about. But, you know, this is someone who is here not to judge you. They're here to listen. They're here to help. So, you know, if, if you've gotten yourself past the point of, I can't do it, then you can do it and you should just leap in, you know, cannonball, just do it. Yeah. Because, you know, if your mind's even halfway open, it's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, you know, it took me a long time to, to come around. And I think honestly, a, a big part of it was, you know, you were so open about your journey with therapy, you know, you, um, you would always, you know, bring up about, you know, like, your therapist is so helpful and, you know, yeah. you've like done a lot of work and, and everything and, you know, you've been working on yourself. And I think that sort of subconsciously I was like, it'll help me too. <laughs> <laughs> so You know, I think like having someone around who's like, it's helping. Like it's really helping. Like I'm making progress. It's doing it. Like I'm, I'm doing the damn thing. Yeah. I think that helps also. But, you know, yeah, if you're if you're halfway there, but you're not sure you're like, just do do it. it. You're you're there. Just do it. Just do do it. it. Like if you're past that that fear. Like it's going to help. There's there's no way it's not going to help. You might have to be a little bit patient, but, you know, you're 90 percent of the way. Just do it. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, like a phone call. Like I, yeah. I think Ontario right now is offering like you can call and and talk to someone for free. I think I saw. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was on my story. I should probably post that on this one.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. so like you know, just do it. Even if it's just that, it's a phone call. If you get uncomfortable, you hang up.
1: Yeah, no kidding. They don't know you. It's yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah. Oh yay! <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for being on the first episode ever. Oh, this is so much fun. Me. You will be a recurring podcast guest. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Um so I don't know how to end podcasts. Usually people are just like, Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, do I just okay bye? Um <laughs> But again, thanks for being on the pod, Kaylee. Um, I love this girl. So you guys, I won't share any of her information because this is not that kind of podcast where you can talk people <laughs> that I <laughs> love. So sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, next week, episode two on Friday, boys and girls. Thanks, guys. <laughs>